Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hey, Debbie, how's it going today? Happy Election Day. <laughs> today is Election Day. Yes. Oh, Debbie, so, how do you feel? I mean, we, obviously, we don't know the results yet. No. And by the time this comes out, we'll hopefully know the results. Exactly. Although we may not. We, we may not. Yeah. I heard, I heard a, a news broadcast saying that it could be a couple days. It could be a couple weeks. Right. At least right. before we know. So, um, right. you know, I'm, I'm fine now. You know, but earlier this morning I was struggling. I was, I was struggling. Um, you know, my, my daughter and I had a conversation yesterday about um, what's going on in the world and businesses boarding up their windows. And, and you know, she, she suggested that I take the political signs out of my yard oh, because gosh. there's, you know, insane people driving around who could potentially cause harm because there has been rumors and and you know of of those kinds of things happening and so yeah I I um this morning I was I was actually crying I was driving home from somewhere listening to the radio and I just felt myself kind of weepy Mm -hmm. about it and uh yeah, I've so, been weepy a lot. I listened to a podcast yesterday, and I'm very sorry I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about new gun owners, and and it's it's on both sides. It is you on know? both sides. The Republicans and the Democrats are are buying guns because they hear that there's going to be some sort of you know uh, uprising, yeah. uprising, war, right? And it's on. Mm. It's coming from both sides, and so the fear is not just one-sided it really is yeah. all oh, around us it really is all yeah. around us i yeah. mean i there you know they keep using the word unprecedented this election and this time in our history is unprecedented but i guess it really is i mean there's never ever been an election and the i'll say the climate of of the world leading up to it well, and here we are voting during a pandemic, yeah. and so we have something like 90% of the total number of votes that came in during the entire 2016 election yeah. were already yeah. uh, you know, sent in as yeah. of yesterday and or so. So I mean, people it, in the early voting, it's, right. which it's, is, I did early voting, it's the first time I've done that ever in my life. Well, I always do mail-in, mm-hmm. you know, but but a lot of times I'll take my, my mail-in and I'll wait till Election Day and I'll go put it into the, you know, I'll take it there to the poll. Right, And right. put it there. But right. I didn't. This time I put it in the, in the little box out there. Right, yeah. And we have a tradition kind of where we'll, you know, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, it's really kind of the end of the day because yeah. of our work schedules that will... Take, put our dogs on a leash and go walk down to our pole and I'll yeah. hold on to the dogs while my husband goes in and then he'll come out and he'll hold on to the dogs while I go in. So we have had a little tradition, but this time we, we did it early. So so it's tough, but you yeah. know, one of the things that it has led to is 
um, a feeling of a lack of control. Exactly. And so we have many of us, and I think that's where the gun things come in. That's where the marches come in. Mm -hmm. Um, We're doing whatever we can do to try to control what is happening around us. Yeah. And, um, and, and we can't, and we can't, and we can't, but I think that that's human nature is wanting to control what's happening. Wanting to feel like you at least have a little bit of control. Right. You know, I mean, really the only thing you have control over is yourself. Right. And how you're going to respond or react to something or someone, you know, we have control over that, I guess. Yeah. You know, unless we're under the influence of something and then maybe we don't even have control then, right. you know, but, but yeah, there's, I mean, especially this pandemic, this thing is out of our control. Mm-hmm. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know how bad it's going to get. Mm-hmm. We don't know when it's going to get better. We don't know. It's, it's, it's wreaked havoc on all of us. Well, and like you said, the only thing we have control over is ourselves. So what can we do to control this pandemic? We can stay away from groups as much as possible. We can wear a mask. We can stay outside. We can do whatever science is telling us is, you know, the right, the, the the, right practice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, best practices here. But even that... It, is not necessarily, right. you know, always in our control. Right. So, you know, confession, I am definitely somebody who has struggled with wanting to be in control of a lot of things all around me my whole life. And we talked um, several podcasts, one of the earlier podcasts about um, how I grew up yeah. as an oldest child. Yeah. And my mom put me in control of my siblings. And so I kind of grew up thinking that my job was, in fact, to kind of control the mm-hmm. people around sure. me. Sure. So that's been a difficult thing to like to let go mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I could see. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, I can't see that in you. You don't seem just on the surface. You know, like you're some crazy control freak, you know. Right. But, I mean, think about some of the things that I've been able to do when I direct a show. That's pretty awesome because there's a lot of elements that I get to control. You do. (laughs) You can tell everybody what to do. (laughs) Right. And and so I think it is important that all of us find... Um, the things in life that we can control. You have a business, you mm-hmm. get to control kind of the money that comes in and goes out. And well, lately, not necessarily the money yeah. that comes in, but, <laughs> That's you, right. <laughs> but you can control what goes I can, out. I can control how clean it is around here. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got Brittany who helps and I can control certain physical aspects of of what goes on in this business but I I can't control the people. I can't make them come in. I can't make them, you know, want to come in for an in-person lesson. I can't change people's minds really. I I just have to be patient. And 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 being patient is kind of giving up control. Like having to wait. Wait is like most of us who are have issues with control, we don't like to wait. Right. <laughs> I, right. I want. Things happening now. So, in just the past week, you were telling me you had oh, a little yeah. experience about control. I did. So, um, you know, I've, I'm at that age where it's, 
you have to do your your due diligence and have your colonoscopy every and please do it you know i have a dear friend who's i don't know i want to say 75 78 mm-hmm. and she was in the medical field and she ignored it for years because you know she was healthy she had a good diet and by the time she went in she had very advanced uh, colon cancer I am pleased to say that she that was several years ago, and she's been able to uh, keep it under control. Good I think there's been some, you know, two steps forward, one step back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she would tell you, do not let this go. Yeah. This is yeah. this is super important. I, well, I actually have two. I, I I know two women. One of them is a very very dear friend of mine who is considerably younger than me, okay. who um, is still recovering from from it and she she has had a really rough time and um um i may get to see her this this christmas i hope but um you know that's it's a disease that is it creeps in on some people with no symptoms and other people have crazy symptoms and and so yeah it's super super important to get it checked but um i have always been a hypochondriac. I mean, and I'll, I'll just admit it. My sister's one. My kids are struggle. Borderline. We, we all we all struggle with being afraid of health things. We all, you know, and so going in to do that test for me, I'm not scared of the test. I'm not scared of needles. I I. I'm not scared of any of it. What scares what scares me is is that they're going to tell me that there's something bad wrong. Mm. That's the part of me that freaks out about it. So when I was in there this time, and this time uh, John couldn't go with me. Right. He couldn't be sitting by my bedside while I'm panicking and holding my hand. I had to be by myself. But I had a really nice group of nurses. And um, I was sharing with this nurse. I mean, I have so much anxiety, Liz, when I'm in there. You know, they've got the IV in me and it's cold and my hands cold. I I am like shaking. I'm like that person. I'm that freaked out by it. They're bringing you warm blankets. Yeah, like it's not because I'm cold. I'm just scared. (laughs) I mean, that's really me. So, So the nurse looked at me and she said, the reason why you're having this normal reaction is because you don't want to give up control. And what you're doing right now is you're completely surrendering and giving up control. We're doing things to your body. It's uncomfortable. You don't know us. You're having to give up. And I thought, you know, she's right. Wow. There's all these strangers and then I'll and I'll <laughs> tell you this part. So then they roll me in. So I have this great conversation with all these nurses and and the anesthesiologist. And she says, "Yeah, welcome to the butt hut." And all this stuff. <laughs> it was just hilarious. These ladies were just making me laugh. And then they roll me in, and there's the doctor, and she's there, and I'm kind of in and out of trying to focus on her, but I'm still shaking. And and this really handsome man <laughs> is the assistant yeah. really really you're gonna have to be putting me on my side and putting this thing up my <laughs> butt and I don't know you and you're super handsome I don't like this <laughs> I don't. oh that's hilarious 
Talk about having to give up control. Oh, gee, many. So I, I learned, though, I mean, that that was that's right. You know, yeah. having to surrender an outcome yeah. and, and that that time of waiting and not knowing and being afraid and and oh, it that's just that's super, super hard for me when it comes to health related things. I, I really don't like it. And I've always, always struggled with that. That's one. Mm-hmm. That's a huge skeleton in my closet is that I get so afraid and I don't exactly know where that comes from or why. And I know a lot of people, well, she even said, those nurses said, more people come in here feeling like you than don't. Oh, wow. More people come in feeling afraid and stuff than not. Right. So it's more normal. It's more normal. Yeah. Whatever unquote, normal is. Whatever yeah. normal is to, to, to not want to let go like that but I think a lot of us would say that it's it's fear but in reality you're probably more on the nose that it's about giving up control yeah because if we find out that there's something there that has to be dealt with well now our bodies are no longer in our control right and what happens uh, is in somebody else's control. I mean, obviously, we can turn down medical um, advances or we can not right. take medicine or whatever, but most of us are going to choose to do whatever the doctor tells us mm-hmm. to do to get better. That's right. It, well, in another place for me that is similar is flying. Oh. I do not like to fly. I absolutely get panicky. When I was a young woman, <laughs> I remember having to get on an airplane and I would I would take a teddy bear. I'm a grown ass adult <laughs> with a teddy bear on an airplane because I'm that afraid. I love it. And so I've got my teddy bear and I'm in with my window seat and this sweet man, you know, and, and the, the, the plane engines start and it's loud and all that and I cry. I like mm. sit there and cry until the plane is in the air. I mean, I know people who will not fly. Right. And it's because of that. Right. Like they don't want to make a scene. And I'm like, no, I want to go see my friend. I'm getting on the effing plane, <laughs> even if I have to take a teddy bear and cry. So I'll go and I'll do it. But this sweet man, he's like, you know, honey, can I hold your hand? I mean, and so this strange man held my hand and then, so, and then we start talking. He's a pilot. Right. He's a, he's a, you know, seasoned pilot. He's been a pilot for 40 years and he's getting ready to retire and he's on his way back to wherever he was going. Mm -hmm. And we had this long talk about the airplane and all the noises and the noises that you want to hear and the noises that you don't want to hear and that they're, you know, and it just, it was just... How serendipitous. It How was very, very serendipitous. Lovely. But, but the same thing is you're giving up control to the pilot and this big machine that is how it stays in the air, I don't know. <laughs> I wonder how many people have become pilots because they want to control their fear of flying. That is I know there are people like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I love to drive. I love to drive. Oh and I am not afraid of driving. I'm not afraid of traveling. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the mountains. I'm not afraid of other people on the road. But as soon as I'm in the passenger seat. Oh, I know. And my husband is not doing I it the way know. I know. 
you know, I've, I have to give up control. Yes. And if I just gasp, then he, what, what? Yeah. And he gets so, <laughs> so nervous true. and I don't blame him. That's yeah, not I, fair. I get it. But I never gasp when I'm driving. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Do you like to fly? Um, I don't, I don't love it, I guess. I don't like landing. I don't like taking off and landing. I don't either. But I don't mind flying. I've flown, you know, mm-hmm. to Africa and to yeah. England, and I've so I've flown long trips oh, a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, and once you're up there, uh, you know, I settle down. Yeah. But, and I don't cry anymore. Right. I don't, ha- I'm not, I don't sit there and weep like a baby. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, I just have to tell just a side story. Yeah. Uh, last week I was in uh, Las Vegas for a couple of days, um, and I went to the airport to pick up my sister who was flying in. And um, it's lovely to see all the people traveling and being respectful of one another and staying far away and wearing masks and all that. But, you know, they don't hold up signs like they used to of uh, like, that with names and stuff. They yeah, don't yeah. really hold up signs. They hold up iPads with the name written in big block letters oh. right on the iPad. So as I'm walking and I'm just going to sit down in my socially distant spot as I wait for my sister to come through, I see this guy coming through with a with an iPad. And the person he's waiting for is capital D period rude. R-U-U-D. <gasps> okay, that's weird. I almost texted you and said, <laughs> Debbie, I was pretty sure that you're not flying today and you're not coming to Vegas, but D rude. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, just a side. Wow. Just a side note. Um, and so I, I, I think that sometimes we try, we learn to do something mm-hmm. because we have been uh, afraid because we want to control it. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before, but here we are, um, months later, and I still have a toothpick embedded in my foot. Ah. And when it, the day it went into my foot, it went in the bottom. I stepped on it and it broke. Um, And I went to urgent care and that doctor tried to dig it out, right? That just makes... It was not good. But he, as soon as he stuck, whatever he stuck in my foot to try to dig it out, I yanked my foot from him and I immediately started crying. It was this incredible pain. Yeah. And um, he held on to it. My whole foot was just bruised, you know, like crazy the next day because of the grip that he had on my foot. Um, and he didn't successfully get it out. So it, it remained and it's migrated a little bit. Um, so then it migrated up to the top of my foot. And I have a friend of mine who's a nurse practitioner. And she said, I'm going to take a needle and put it, put some fluid into the top of your foot and see if I can't float it closer to the top so that we can just kind of, you know, dig it out. So she said, just turn your head and look the other way. And I said, no, I'm going to watch you stick that needle in my foot because I think I will respond better if I know what's happening. Yes. And that is exactly the way it happened. That as long as I was controlling what I was seeing and what was happening to my body, I I swear I had no pain. And she stuck that needle in there and she did a little bit to try to manipulate and that didn't work either. But, uh, but you, that was an opportunity for me to say, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Information 
helps. Information helps. Mm -hmm. And being able to see, um, that really helps in our controlling. And, you know, that's, that is wisdom right there. Mm -hmm. Information helps. Mm -hmm. Because how often does somebody try to keep something from us, Mm -hmm. thinking that they're going to protect us? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at what we've gone through with the pandemic. And in finding out just a month or two ago that the president knew early on that how dangerous this was and thought it was a wise choice to to keep keep that information from us. Um, That has left us feeling like we're not in control. And it it certainly, certainly has. I I mean, I don't even know. I I have no response. It's just, it's, I'm without words when I think about that whole thing. And when I think about where we are in our country now and how many people have died and, and all the businesses that have closed and just what potentially could have been different about the way the whole thing was handled. Uh, it just, but right. here we, here we are, here we are, but here we are. And so what can we control? That's the what can that's we control? Our question. So let me ask you, I know that there have been times in your life as there have been in mine when Things around you were not perfect, whether it's relationships Mm -hmm. with your family or your spouse or with your friends or whatever. And so what has been some both good and bad choices that you have made um, uh, in order, you know, that reflect that in order to what have you done to gain control that maybe Mm -hmm. wasn't the right choice? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 I mean, like, for instance, some of us, when we are, when there's abuse going on, we'll make the decision to, like, become anorexic or something, because that's what we can control. Right. So, at, at, has there been points where you... Well, I, I you know, I, I I think I've shared this on the... Yeah, our, we talked our, about betrayal. And, yeah, and so, I, I mean, I was married for a long time to a really, really nice man who I'm still very good friends with, and we just, it just didn't work out, and there was a period of about 10 years where... I dated different people, and um, in one of the the relationships that I was in, um, it took uh, it, about a year in, something in that relationship shifted, and it's something that I didn't recognize, and, and I still sometimes look back and I wonder if I didn't see any, how I missed the signs. There had to have been some red flags but I missed them. Mm-hmm. And I I wound up in a situation where the person was extremely controlling. And I didn't recognize exactly what what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize the the manipulation and the the stuff that was going on. It was it was really pretty bad mm-hmm. and very scary. And um, in that time, I, I was also dealing with some other childhood things, and I was in a therapy group, and um, the therapist had me watch the movie called Gaslight. Oh, yes. Yes. And that movie was eye-opening on how that man manipulated and controlled that woman I mean, it was scary. Wow. I mean, the acting in that was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that was a homework assignment that the therapist had given me is to watch that. And she said, this is this is what's happening to you. Wow. This is this is what it is. <clears throat> and I remember watching that movie and thinking, 
is that what's going on? Like, I still didn't know, you know, and, and, and I think there are women, a lot of women who end up in a relationship where the man or partner, partner, I mean, it could be another woman, I suppose, you know, but that is manipulating and controlling because of that person's insecurities and that person's Mm. fears and that person's, you know, need to know where you are and know what you're doing and know what you're thinking and checking your phone and all of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And you're just over here going, whoa, I'm, I'm not doing any of those things, you know. And, but a lot of, lot of women find themselves in a relationship like that. And again, they're, they aren't being, they are being controlled. They are with a controlling person. And, and mm-hmm. people who have that, kind of personality thing I mean I think it's hard for them to stop yeah yeah doing that in a relationship to a to another person you know I I think it becomes a pattern and unless that person can deal with what's going on inside of them that's causing them to be like so afraid that they need to like know where you are you know right that kind of thing so that's another, you know, kind of deeper level of control and yeah. someone's controlling behavior. And, you know, women end up in horribly abusive situations because because of that dynamic, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I found myself in one and it was it was hard. It was it was hard for me to see to see it. Right. Which, right. you know, I mean, I consider myself a pretty smart person you know (laughs) yeah and and I didn't see it for quite some time and once I did see it it was like whoa but if if you want to watch a good movie about a controlling relationship watch the movie Gaslight it's an old movie yeah really really good really well done really well done Uh, um I have talked uh, before about my desire to be just a really good, you know, Proverbs 31 woman, to be the Christian wife yeah, yeah. and to submit to the authority of the men in my life, whether it was my husband or the pastor mm-hmm. or the other leaders, you mm-hmm. know, in my church. Sure. And so as somebody who grew up as a Christian, I completely believed in the submission of women to men in authority. Right. And I remember one time asking a pastor a question about why something was happening and a decision that he had made. And I got a call the next day from his assistant who said, you are on a dangerous path. And I said, what's, what's that? And he said, God has put this pastor in authority over you and you are not to question it. And I spent months asking God to forgive me for questioning the authority of this pastor. Wow, Liz. And I now know that that was ridiculous. Well, he was trying to control you. He was trying to control me. And I had every right to ask a question because I was asking about a situation that Um, very much involved me Mm -hmm. and very much changed the course of my involvement in this particular church and in this particular program at the church. 
And I just simply wanted an answer. But instead of giving me an answer, his fallback was, because God has put me in authority over you. And instead of calling me to tell me that, he had his assistant do it. So now, not only do I have the... Do I now know, not only do I have the pastor who I've talked to one-on-one privately and asked him for an answer, but he's now shared it with his assistant who has a wife who's a friend of mine. And now there's a whole group of people who know that I have, am not submitting to the godly authority. Because, oh God. And so now decisions are being made about me and about my character. And, you know, after I got out of that situation and left that church, uh, my husband and I both really struggled and our marriage struggled a lot because we had both been living under this expectation Mm -hmm. of, of what being a good Christian couple was going to be and what being involved in a church was going to look like. And so when I got involved in the theater, which is something I'd always loved Loved. and wanted to and was good at and all that kind of stuff, I found myself on the nights where he was home and, you know, the kids were safe under his care and all that. I would go out after rehearsals and I'd go out for drinks and I or I'd go out, you know, maybe to somebody's house and we'd play some music. Um, whenever the cast said, hey, Liz, join yeah, us for yeah, this yeah. or join us for that. I found myself saying, yeah, because I didn't want to go home and face my life. Right. So I had control because I was so sad. Yeah. I was just sad. Yeah. Yeah. I was sad about everything my husband and I were going through. I was sad about the losses that we'd experienced. Well, and I I would think that you would be sad about, you know, kind of your, your, this tradition and this faith that you had invested most of your whole entire life in. And at that point, my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then these people are just, are trying to like, not let you be who you are. Right, right. You know? So I found myself, you know, staying out and not coming home until midnight or whatever. And then, um, and, and it was not because I didn't love my husband. It was just because I didn't want to invest in the same thing I'd been investing in in 20 years. I wanted to invest in something else. I wanted to to yeah. be selfish, quite honestly. I just wanted to be selfish. Well, maybe you needed to be for that little season. Well, and maybe I did, but I do think that so many of us, when we're in a situation where we're um, trying to regain control, mm-hmm. we tend to go sometimes too far yeah. the other way yeah. and too far into selfishness yeah. that may or may not be healthy. Because seriously, if I had invested... You know, if I had just been selfish 50% of the time and had invested the other 50% in my marriage, we might not have gone through such a tough time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So, um, so wanting to be in control can lead us to, to make some really dark mm-hmm. uh, decisions that we might not make in another way. And yet, when we lose control, it leaves us desperate. Yeah. I, I know... In, in thinking about, you know, my relationships, you know, I, I have struggled and I still do quite honestly from time to time with, with being jealous 
of different people or, you know, different situations or whatever. And I, I think really that that comes down to I can't control what someone's going to do or think. I can't control what my partner is doing. I can't control what he's thinking about or whoever else he might be thinking about. I can't control any of those. I can't, con- I, and I want to. Right. And I think that that's a lot of what jealousy really is is it's control it's feeling like well you know I want to know everything you know (laughs) you know right and and at a point you know it's surrendering is is tricky and really surrendering I I I have this this um this saying on my on my dresser and it's something to the effect of if you knew like down to the cellular level of your being, you know, who you are and how much you're loved by the universe, you would never ever have to walk in fear. You would never, mm. you know, you would just, you would never, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be afraid if you knew who you really are, right. you know, and, and, and I think about that, like if, if, if I really can just picture, you know, who I really am in the spiritual realm and you know that I have nothing to worry about and I and I and I can walk with my hands open and I can surrender I I looked up this morning how many scriptures there are in the bible about like letting go Mm -hmm. and it was like 15 pages of you know I was gonna print them all out I'm like no I'm not gonna use all my ink I'll just tell you it's 15 pages You wow. know, it's a lot. And I think in any faith tradition, any faith, you know, tradition. Any faith tradition or knowing um, who you are or self-improvement tradition. Yeah. Uh, that's a foundation is kind of self-love. Yeah. And finding out who you are. And, you know, when we left the church, I spent so many years trying to figure out why those people didn't want to be my friends because I... I couldn't control the fact that they no longer liked me. Right. You know, and I'm like, why don't you like me? I'm the same person as I was a month yeah. ago. Why yeah. don't you like me? Because they're you stupid, know? Liz. <laughs> well, <laughs> because there was a political hierarchy. And, and once I was no longer there, then I was no longer in the club. But, um, you know, knowing that I'd lost these people... Yeah. And I couldn't control. You couldn't control what their behavior and what their people, behavior was was so you, completely yeah. hard for me. You know, another thing that I learned from from my magical therapist was that you know whatever somebody thinks about you, it's none of your business, <laughs> right? It's right. So if someone doesn't like me, I am like you. I'm why? Why don't you like me? <laughs> you know, but it's like. It's none of my business, I, you know. I can't, I can't control what other people are going to do or think or say or be. I right. can only control me. I can right. only control what I'm going to do and say, you know, unless I'm drunk, <laughs> <laughs> which is rare. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, that's really when it gets down to it. I, I can only control me, right? You know, I, I mean, I and and. Hopefully, I'm aware enough that that if I make a mistake, I'm gonna repent and say I'm sorry to whoever it might be, and mm-hmm. and 
And that's kind of a form of control, too, is trying to apologize. I mean, but that's good. Some control is good. We have to have some control, you know. Otherwise, we're out of control. Right, I need to, right. I need to have some control over how much, how many potato chips I eat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and this COVID time has not been a good, uh, you know, a good time. The COVID-7 has hit most of us. Uh, more, um, than th- more than that. <laughs> You know, I I think that you've just raised some really um, encouraging things. Uh, Just, I I think that when we're lacking in control, whether it's we're not in control of the situation that's going on in the world, we're not in control of what's going on in Mm -hmm. politics, um, we can certainly be in control of how we feel about ourselves. Yes. And about our true value. Yes. And if somebody is in our life telling us that we are not worthy of telling the truth to or of reconciling with, then you know what? That is their loss Mm -hmm. because I need to know my value. First of all, take responsibility for what I did to break things and then know my value and know that I am not in control of whether or not they accept my apology. Right. Know that I am not in control of whether or not a relationship is healed. Um, My husband and I have been dealing with a family member with whom we've had a broken relationship for two or three years. And we've we've gone out of our way to try to to fix fix it. it. And at some point, you know he is much better at letting go than I am and letting go of the control. Me, I just want to say, but we're family. Right. But the holidays are coming, but we need to do this. Right. And I I can't control what yeah. they do. I can control whether or not I'm kind yeah. when I see them. Yeah. I can control um, whether or not they're still on my Christmas list as yeah. far as whether or not I get a gift. That's right. That's in my control. Right. That's right. I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to recognize those small little simple things, but it's true. I mean, and I mean, I think if everybody was more aware of, of just that, you know, you are in control of you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to spout off what I'm even in really thinking inside, you know, I mean, I know I've had conversations in my mind before that I sometimes I wish I would have said that, but I didn't. And I said the opposite. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm glad I didn't say something that I would regret, you know, and I want to try to be on the up and up and try to be kind and some, you know, sometimes sometimes you need to say hard things to somebody, but most of the time you can respond in kindness and not, you know, and, and kind of take care of your own soul by doing that. Right. You know? So as we're dealing with this um, election, mm-hmm. and once this is out, we will know whether or not President Trump is still president or whether or not we have a new president um, we, at this point, moving forward, there's nothing else we can con- 
we can do. Right. We cannot control the outcome. Right. We have all done our part. We've voted. We've prayed. We've pleaded. We've put things on Facebook that maybe we shouldn't have or mm-hmm. maybe we should have said more. I, it doesn't matter. Right, right. Um, because we have done what we felt like we could con- we could do yeah. and we're no longer in control. Right. So those of us who feel like we want to go throw a brick through a window. Don't. Don't. Um, those of us who feel like we want to follow the mob, you know, you have control to make a choice to not get involved in the mob mentality. Right. Um, you have control over what kind of information you put in your head. Yeah. And, uh, we had talked about in a podcast earlier about truth Mm -hmm. and, you know, if you, if you're only getting your information from one source, you might be missing out right. on the full story. On the full facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 control yeah. that which goes into us mm-hmm. and that which comes out. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we all want the same things. We all are made out of flesh and blood. We may look a little bit different on the outside, but we're all the same on the inside. We all have red blood. We all have, you know, we're all we're all the same. We're from the human race. Right. You know, and we we all really at the end of the day, if we're honest, we all want the same things. We want friendships, we want love, we want togetherness, we want, you know, good things. Yeah. So last word on control. Yeah. Do you have a last word? Do you have or is that it? <sighs> I can't control it anymore, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my last word is just um do what fills your heart and your spirit. And because honestly, what goes in comes out. Yeah. Same with our diet. Yep. You don't need a colonoscopy if you're, I mean, you need a colonoscopy, (laughs) but your body's healthy. If you're putting good stuff in, good stuff is coming out. That's right. And um, the same thing is true with information and, uh, positive thoughts yep. and healthy relationships. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I, I think that's a good last word. So blessings everybody. Blessings. Yeah. See you later. See you next time. <laughs>